this is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals just like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. And I'm joined by our phone-in guest, the lovely R.J. Westfall. R.J., how are you? I'm well, Bob. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Thanks for calling in. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. He again made the mistake of calling me while I'm sitting in the booth, and then he becomes a vict- I mean, volunteer to be on the... He sounds like he's ready, though. He's ready to take now, on this Ramon podcast. Now, Ramon here, the, my sidekick for 100 years, we've been together. We've worked together since the Civil War. Now, he knows, and RJ knows, we always start with the headlines of the day. And you know that requires a drum roll, correct? That's right. Let's do that. Now, did you hear about this, Ramon? An Australian woman died in a cake-eating contest. <laughs> what was the cake made of? I don't know, but if it's your time, that's not the worst way to go. I would say that. Okay. Oh my goodness! I, I bet she looked. I don't want to. I don't want to characterize her looks, but uh, okay. So, RJ, uh, do you have questions? I do have a couple questions. Oh, thank like goodness! Your insight on. Thank goodness. This guy was a professional figure skater. Is that right? That's odd, isn't it? No, that that's impressive. True. Yeah. He was like in the ice capades or something like that, right? Something like that. Wow. Yeah. That's very cool. I think he's my only coaching student that was a professional ice skater. That's awesome. I was an unprofessional ice skater. Hockey boy. Oh. Yeah. Okay, RJ, so what do you got? Okay. I'm doing lead follow-up, and I was contacting one of my prospects, and it kind of threw me off when someone different answered the phone and told me that, the pros- the person that I was talking with passed away. <laughs> and so I didn't know if there was any thoughts that you had or comfortable words of how I might go about communicating with family or... Well, you know, here's, here's one tip I will give you on that. I think this is important. When somebody just lost a loved one, don't say, oh, I'm so sorry. Do not say that. Okay. Say, I see. Because you don't okay. want to go to the grieving person and make it sad. You know, you, you just want to get past that. So it's a it's a business call. Obviously, you are sorry, but uh, you know, just say I see, and then and um, then press on from there. Say so. Uh, maybe you do, or maybe you don't. I was I was calling about. The house at sixty four forty two East Palm Lane is is that a house you're thinking of selling? Okay. Sometimes they would okay. say, "Are you calling because you knew that the person had passed away?" I'd say, uh, "No, actually, this is a completely random call. I had no idea you were going to say that." Are you thinking of selling the house? Okay. Okay, I think I can do that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um. Other another question I have is just kind of like the basics of follow up. Um, there's 
you know, people that I'm on the phone with and some of them don't remember me. And then I'm mm-hmm. just kind of repeating what I said to them on the phone when I had to call them originally. And then there's other people that do remember me and I'm kind of repeating the questions that I asked them on the phone anyway the first time. I, I think if they you, remember you, it's a good idea to switch gears and go to the referral lead generator dialogue. Okay. So, uh, like, there was there was a guy I called and I said, Hey, this is Bob Leffler with Century 21. And he goes, The Wolverine of real estate. <laughs> this guy gets like, and I said, That's right. I said, Hey, I'm calling you for a different reason this time. Uh, I was calling to, uh, to see if you could do me a favor. Do you mind? And then I switch gears and go to the referral lead generator dialogue. Because if they know okay. you at all, um, then it's time to ask them for referrals. And then you can end that call with, hey, last time we talked, uh, you said you were moving to uh, San Diego. Is that still true? And then okay. then what you want to do, so it's, you know, on the original cold call, it's a survey basically. But you're saying, are you thinking of selling your house? So they they had to say yes. Uh, they did have plans at that point. So when you're following up, you know, we're still kind of – is that still true? So I want to know if that's still true. Now, if they say yes, last time they talked, they said when. Um, so – but we did the – so the, the on the initial call, you're doing – after you get the yes – it's where are you moving to? Mm-hmm. Are you going to rent when you get there or are you going to buy? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a – and we're doing these questions to sound like we care, which we do. And yeah. uh, are you going to rent or are you going to buy? Is it going to be a condo or is it going to be a house? Is it going to be bigger? Is it going to be smaller? Is it going to be more expensive or less expensive? So we're, we're doing that to find the money problem. So on the follow-up call, you could remind them what they said and remind them of the money problem. So okay. with that in mind, if I have an amazing strategy, and I do, so then you sell them on the product. Now, the product that you sell is not listing people's houses. It is either tens of thousands of dollars extra that they can't get any other way or it is the best house of all the houses available to them that they can't get with any other agent, or it is a much higher rate of return as an investor. So your your product is different for buyers, sellers, and investors, um, and it's got to be completely different than every other agent, which of course it is if you're a fearless agent. So we know how to deliver on those promises. So uh, – then uh, you crush the competitors. You, we, we kind of um, get the seller to tell us why they don't want to do business with any of the other agents and why they want to do business with us. And then we resell them on the product. Then we go to when. So when is the soonest you would hold out your hand, allow me to plunk the tens of thousands of dollars in it, 
and uh, that would, you know, likely coincide with moving day. So they answered that on the first call, and then you can go back to that on the second call too, because that likely has changed. It has either moved closer or it has moved out further because people tend to put off things that are unpleasant, like moving. Absolutely. Um, And Bob, when I'm making my follow-up calls and I don't get an answer, I don't get, someone doesn't pick up live Mm -hmm. and I'm leaving a message. If, if I had them in my follow-up system to call them back next quarter, you know, three months later, do I then call them back the very next week after that? Would I call them back the very next day? Well, everybody's um, different. I, that really depends on what they said on the last live call you had about their okay. time frame. So if somebody okay. said a year, I'm, I'm not going to call them every week. If they said uh, three months, I, I might call them every week. Okay. So you would use your own judgment based on what they said on the original call. Yeah, I think I've told you the story about how uh, I was calling expireds one day, and uh, this lady, uh, she answered the phone. I did the expired shtick. She uh, did cop to the fact that she hated her agent, and the agent did not do a good job. And I went to book the appointment, and uh, Vivian was her name. And I went to book the appointment, and she said, actually, we're leaving tomorrow uh, for the summer. She was a uh, – they, they owned a house in Utah where it's much cooler than Arizona. And I said, well, when are you coming back? She goes, well, we're coming back in three months. I said, uh, okay, I'll call you back uh, in three months when you get back. She goes, I, I want you to do that. So she was excited about me. Now, in that case, I am following up with a – with an expired, but only because she wanted me to, because we were, in fact, going to do business, highly likely. So I call her three months later. She doesn't answer. I leave a message. I call her in a week. I leave a message. I call her in a week. I leave a message. I call her each week for three years. I called her every week and left a message. And finally, she answers the phone and she goes, oh, Bob, I'm so sorry. I got busy, and I'm thinking busy for three years. You need to loosen up your schedule a little, but that's you know a separate issue. But so I went, I went over and met with her, um, and the house that she had, I forgot even which one it had expired at that point, but uh, it was a rental, the one she wanted to sell. When I met with them, and they owned twenty rentals, and I ended up doing 30 transactions over the next two years with her and her husband, Bill. And then she and they referred me to their kids and, uh, you know, it was a bonanza of business because I didn't give up. So in that case, I knew they were going to be ready when I got them on the phone. There's no reason not to call them every week. It's just a one, you know, it's, a, it's less than a minute of my time. So... I just kept scheduling it one week out. But they were ready right then. I knew they were going to be ready when I got them on the phone. So if okay. they had said a year from Thank now we're going to sell, I wouldn't have called every week. Okay. But I would have left a message every time I called, and then I would have just thought, well, next time I call, 
probably should be in about X number of weeks or, or months, you know, so you can do it that way. The other thing is when you leave a message, it accomplishes something because now in my house, well, in your house, if I called, a, do you have a landline phone, by the way? Just a cell phone. Okay. Well, if somebody has old people, sometimes have landline phones. If that's the only number you got, some other people could pick it up and hear that message. Uh, like I have a landline phone, but I never listen to the messages, but my wife does. So if you're calling me and you're a realtor leaving a message, my wife would get it. She would tell me about it, maybe. Uh, so you're kind of branding yourself when you leave the messages. And if you can find okay. out the spouse's fa- f- cell phone number, that's always a good idea. Um, thank you for that. If I emailed you, your wife has never looked at a single email that you've ever received. Isn't that true? True. And vice versa. So email stinks for that reason. In fact, the people you aim it at, they don't, they don't get it uh, either. By the way, I have another headline of the day, Ramon. Two in one? It's hard to imagine. Let's try it, shall we? Want to do another sound effect? I would. Too? Two yeah, sound not? effects in one in oh, one day. All right, let's try it. Excitement. So some experts claim that we can fight global warming by cutting back on email. Did you hear that? No. Yeah. So if I don't reply to something you sent, I'm not ignoring you. I'm saving the planet. The koala bears will thank you. <laughs> And I'm drinking coffee. That requires another sound effect. So, um, my job here is done. Yeah, that's it. That's it for Ramon. He's checking out. So, RJ, what other questions do you have? You know, follow up has been the thing that I feel I need Mm -hmm. to make the biggest improvement at next. So, that kind of. That, that's the basics and kind of covers what I wanted to ask you. So thank you for that. You know, I, I think I was extremely good at follow-up. And, and part of it was uh, I have a calendar. I have a database. Um, and I have a phone. So to be great at follow-up on the phone. So follow-up to me is not mailing junk to people. Uh, it is not emailing, certainly. It's certainly not texting or anything like that. It is going to be a phone call, a message left, some, you know, or a live conversation. So whenever you get off the phone with somebody, <clears throat> just make sure whether you leave a message or you have a live conversation that you are deciding when to call them back. So that's a – you don't need to overthink it. Just say, based on what they told me last time we had a live conversation, or this time if it was a live conversation. I always – oh, I forgot to mention this. Always end the end the call with when should I check back with you. Say it that way. Okay. When should I check okay, back thank with you. you? And then they, they'll say – they say, well, you can call me whenever you want sometimes. Then I'm going to make a decision, okay, based on what they told me their time frame is. Uh, the other secret to this is never, ever have a conversation about listing day when I'm going to put it on the market day. It's 
this is uh, realtors are famously horrible at this. They talk about everything but moving day. So if the person lives in the house, when when is the soonest realistically that you can imagine yourself moving? Now moving looks like your house is empty, your stuff is in a moving van or in the next place or in the storage and you're out of the house. So realistically think that through. When's the soonest you could imagine that happening? Now again, I'm not selling them on doing it sooner. I just I just want to know. I don't want to sound invested in when right. it happens and I clearly I'm not. I couldn't care less if they stay there forever. But I want to know what they're thinking. And they say, well, we were thinking about putting it on the market in the spring. If, you, if you're if you a realtor, uh, you've heard that phrase a little bit. We were thinking about putting it on, or the best time to sell is probably in the summer. I'm not talking about selling. I'm not talking about putting it on the market. I'm not talking about listing it. I'm talking about moving day. Once you tell me when the soonest moving day could be, you can imagine it, I'll tell you when to put it on the market. I'm the professional, not you. I'm going to tell you when we're going to do that. So once you tell me that you do want the tens of thousands of extra dollars that you can't get in any other way, I'm going to be telling you what to do because you aren't going to get those tens of thousands of dollars doing it your way. You're going to be doing it my way. That's how that's going to happen. So uh, so just get good at always having the conversation be on follow-up or that initial conversation when you do get to when. So first you give them a reason why to use you and not any other agent, right? If they don't do business with you, RJ, they're going to do business with some other agent. And it wouldn't matter who they pick because they're all the same. If they want somebody who does business completely differently, they have to pick you. So now that they're stuck with you because they do want the tens of thousands of extra dollars, then it's going to be when. When are they going to take the tens of thousands of extra dollars? And again, that's going to be moving day. So first you eliminate the competition. Then it's you. Then it's when. Um, and, and, and the thing I don't talk about is why are they moving. I let them tell me that. Because it could be somebody died and it could be unpleasant and then that's then they gets emotional and that's no no fun or they lost their job or you know they don't sometimes they don't want to talk about it and I don't either I don't I'm not interested yeah, in I'm interested in where and when where is not necessarily any of my business either there have been many times when I don't know why they didn't want to tell me where they were moving to they were probably in the witness protection program Ramon don't you think. Much like myself. Uh, again, you know, he doesn't want to tell me where. Is Ramon my real name? No, not. probably not. Probably not. It sounds made up. But uh, hey, go ahead. Pardon me, Bob. Um, you know, one of the questions that sometimes I get on the phone, and it happens more often than I would expect it to. And I don't know if it's maybe because other people, you know, people are talking to other agents or or what have you, or they're getting other cold calls or something. But sometimes they'll say, you know, do you have a buyer or something like that? And if I did I have, have a buyer, would thing. you be selling? Okay. It wouldn't okay. matter. Thanks. The answer, the actual answer to that is it wouldn't matter if I had a buyer if you're not interested in selling your house, are you? 
Okay. By the way, it's time for a shameless plug. Should we do a shameless plug? We might as well. Let's push this button here and see what happens. Do we have buttons? Time for Bob Leffler's shameless plug. RJ, if somebody was thinking about doing fearless agent coaching, what would you tell them? Um, I would say that fearless agent coaching was the best money I've ever spent in real estate. Now you did a VIP day with me. We got to hang out together for a whole day. Yeah, that was a big deal for me. It's also a big deal for me every time you, you went come to in. Randy's for breakfast. I've heard about that. You've mentioned that before. Yeah, Randy's is the greatest thing on earth. I'm going there right after this. I, I slept in today, didn't do what I normally do before Randy's, didn't do Randy's, and now I'm going to go for lunch. It's lovely. Enjoy. So uh, I would say this. If any of you are listening and you're thinking, maybe maybe I would be better off, maybe not. I'm not sure if I'd be better off with fearless agent coaching. You know, the easy thing to do is just give me a call. But if you're earning less selling real estate than you wish you were or you're earning plenty of money but you don't know how to have a life while you're doing it, uh, if you'd like to learn more, you can call me anytime. There will be no high-pressure sales pitch. I just explain what we do. We decide if it's a good fit for you. I'm very good at asking you the right questions to find out if it would be a good fit for you. And if it's not, uh, I'll tell you. And uh, Or if you think it's not, you can tell me. No one's going to follow up with you and say uh, that you don't care about success if you don't sign up like all the other coaches do. Um, but if it would, if just to find out, call me at 480-385-8810. And I love talking to realtors. I don't want you to think you're bothering me. Don't email me. Don't text me. Just pick up the phone and call me at 480-385-8810. And you can go to fearlessagent.com. Watch all our videos on that site. Uh, watch the webinar. Go to the speaking page. Watch the 25-minute excerpt from a two-day Fearless Agent event. Um, and my guarantee is that the free stuff on our website is much better coaching than you would pay any other coach in America any amount of money for. And if you ever have a question, you can call me anytime because we want to help you no matter what. So... Uh, well, R.J. Westfall, he happens to be, what town are you in? Boulder, Colorado. He moved. He threw me off. You know, this guy's moving around. So uh, 720-766-0243. That's toll-free day or night. You can refer R.J. Business. And uh, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Again, please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can call me directly at 480-385-8810. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast. And until next week, you're going to have to do what me and RJ do, or RJ and I do, I should say in English. Uh, have fun, be humble, but most of all, be fearless. Thanks, Gangster.